What's going on, everybody? You clearly have good taste because you are locked in to Sky's the Limit Radio. To hear all of this wonderful content live as it goes down, simply go to Facebook and type in STLR Media TV. That's STLR Media TV. You can also catch us live as it goes down on the app TuneIn Radio under STLR Media. Do that. Thank me later. Sky's the Limit Radio, baby. What's up, everybody? It's the original Bucko Bruce, your boy, Zakari, representing No Boundary Sports, talking to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers have done something we haven't done since 2002. We've won five in a row. You're listening to STLR Sports Talk Entertainment with no sidelines. Bucks win! Bucks win! Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. We pillage, we plunder, we rifle and loot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. We kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. Drink up, me hearties, yo ho. Yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Once upon a time, in a land far away, three men discovered the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, a team with the ability to siege the bay. You'll never make it out of the bay. Give no quarter and feed the fish with any enemy that takes the field during their quest to find the Lombardi Trophy. Fox win! Fox win! Join Craig. And he walks up to me and he says, I'm John Lynch. He is a monster. That's, that's what he was, a hard-hitting white boy that played safety and he was something special. Eddie. He built the pyramid right in front of us and said, this is how we gonna do it. We gotta Practice doing things right all the time. Little things, huh? Details. And Zach. Every day you build, you got to build a foundation, man. That's what we're doing here. As they take you on a journey discussing front office moves. With the seventh pick in the 2014 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Mike Evans. Game breakdowns. Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. For the 30. To the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40, to the 30. And interviews, throw batten down the hatches, and get ready to set sail. It's time for Book That Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy, Craig. Having you guys here for another edition of Buck That Podcast. I'm joined here with my boy Eddie. Buenas noches, homies. You- but I have one question though. Have they filled in Lake Golfgate? They have not. They they attempted to fill in Lake Golfgate, but it uh yeah it, it, they they put dirt in it and no uh, it's, it's not filled. Oh man, first that, that's half ass uh, yeah, over there. It's I'm waiting to see for somebody else to drive through it. Those of you watching, Lake Golfgate <laughs> is this big pothole across. Well, that's not even it's a pot lake. It's like it's a, a sinkhole. Sinkhole for sure. We got Zach in the building. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm a little hoarse this evening. Spent two days riding all the roller coasters at Bush Gardens and hey. screaming my head off. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. You got to yeah. do what you got to do. Was it hot? Oh. <laughs> Is that even a question? It's June. What? It's Florida. Yeah. Luckily for those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they got that inside training facility now because, man. Bro, training camp used to suck. When we used to go to training, it was the they hottest outside. thing ever. Yeah, They're man. They're still it was outside. Hot. No, it was hot. But they they practice inside. They get a little change of, you know. They used to have, like, little walkthroughs where people would come out and, like, give the give you, like, lollipop, like, the, the frozen pops. Pops. Gatorade. Yeah. Waters. Like, they were trying to keep the fans hydrated. You got to, it man. It was hot. And there are there is a bunch of uh, news to talk about today, especially uh, camp battles. One, Gerald McCoy is upset. Uh, you crying over his number. We also, you know, got some some games. You know, we're gonna do the fire the cannons, walk the plank. We got some of that. We also got the the who the buck am I? We got a little of that. We're gonna be going over our what we what we picked out as our all time receivers for for our all time bucks team that we're creating. We got our top top six wide receivers today. List is almost over. I was trying to have twelve, man, just because there's a lot of receivers. There were a lot of receivers on this list that we could have went with, but I mean, I think the ones that we went. If you got these six re- receivers as your like rotation, you're beast. Yeah, you're, you're definitely you're in, doing pretty good in a good yeah. position to do some uh, some great things. But I want to get into something first because it's it's an article that we found. And it has to do with Byron Leftwich, mm-hmm. and it's basically, you know, the the question is, is he a rising star? Obviously, as a, as a quarter, you know, a guy who is a quarterback coach, 
um, kind of getting his shot to be offensive coordinator here under Bruce Arians. Um, a guy that I feel, you know, to get that kind of shot, I mean, Bruce, I don't have a lot of faith in him. So I would, yeah. I would say that he definitely is a rising star. Um, I almost think that this may quite possibly be one of those situations where, um, you know, I don't know if it's going to be Todd Bowles or if it's going to be maybe Byron Leftwich if, uh, you know, Arians retires once his contract's up or whatever. But, I mean, I could see Byron Leftwich getting a shot at maybe um, head coaching or something like that. A guy who, who maybe didn't have the best NFL career, but he was a guy who was – famous for his his just tenacity and yeah. his, his will to not quit um in college he got his uh foot broke i believe or his something leg like that. Broke. Or his yeah. leg broke and they they had you know his linemen carrying him yep. down the field and he was still he's trying to get it man. he was trying he was, he was trying to win the game he's definitely a tough quarterback i remember many times when he was a buccaneer and jag getting hit and taking the shot and getting back up so he's definitely a tough guy who was the last quarterback that was eh, but really showed out as a coach I'm who sure, who understood I'm sure the game? Been a lot of those. I know, actually. but who was the last one who who could really think of? You know, man, he was a real one that player. comes off the mind right now is the guy that went to the University of Miami, and that's Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey, he he was he was literally, I think, uh, he still owns a lot of our records yeah. passing wise at, at the University of Miami. He was beast. Um, he was he was a really good quarterback. He just wasn't uh NFL quarterback. Yeah. Um he was a clipboard holder, which he you know he did make some money as a backup. He understood the game. But, you know, in in doing that, obviously, where do you stand at on the sideline next to the coach? So, you know, you end up getting into that that transition. You know, he probably figured he wasn't going to do really what he wanted to do in the NFL at we're in a time where, you know, concussion protocol, injuries, the whole, you know, shebang going on with the lawsuits in the NFL. So Ken Dorsey was like, you know what, screw it. I'll become a quarterback <laughs> coach and, and, and still make some good money doing that. And, and then yeah. turn into a head coaching job over Appalachian State right now. So, I mean, Byron Leftwich kind of, you know, he, he, he has a little leg up on him because he did play for the Jaguars. He yeah. was a starting quarterback yep. in the league, even though he wasn't, like, super successful. I wouldn't say he would, was, like, a total bust either. He just had that long wind-up. Which was just you know good backup it, guy, good guy to have yeah. in the quarterbacks. Room. And Frank Reich out there coaching. Yeah, he's coaching uh, Indianapolis, I believe. Indianapolis, yeah. Right. But uh, uh, going back to Leftwich, he started with uh, he started from the bottom with Arizona. Oh yeah. So when he came in in 2016, they hired him as a coaching Co- intern. Intern. Yeah, for, uh, during training camp, and then he was given a duty to help train the Cardinals quarterbacks, and then was hired in 2017 to be the quarterbacks coach, and then in 2018 when Mike McCoy got fired, he then. Uh, was selected to take over his role as offensive coordinator when he was fired uh, on he was fired December 31st 2018 along with the head coach Steve Wilkes that's so that's how we get him now yeah I mean we end up getting a, a, hey their loss is our game yeah we end yeah. up getting a, somebody who's really were on the street like like Griff shout out to Griff chiming in on the Facebook live he said word on the street is Byron is a beast of a coach and he, you know if he is a beast of a coach obviously we have him, have him under a beast of a head coach a beast of a defensive coordinator so when you surround yourself with you know greatness it's, it's gonna you know say so we've, we've seen coaching trees that with the exception of Belichick pretty much yeah but like a lot of coaching trees there's been some solid coaching trees and the people that come off of them coaching trees have become solid didn't you he know, win a Super Bowl too as a player mm, I don't think so mm. you sure Maybe as was it a Steeler or like something? a backup. Yep, maybe yeah. as maybe a backup. Maybe as a Steeler. Yeah. But as far as uh, Leftwich goes, oh, I totally lost my train of thought. I hate when that we happens. Said, we said Super Bowl, man. You're trying to think about. Yeah, that. And then I, I think going I think he did win the Super Bowl as a, as a Steeler. I think he did. I think you're right. He helped. Co- he helped Coach Ben. Anyways, moving along, there are some camp battles that are going along. With uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And it's going to be pretty interesting to see what happens. Because at the end of the day, you know, there are some some positions out there that, uh, you know, realistically, I mean, think about it. The secondary, uh, wide open, you know, situation to where really it's it's pretty much who's going to be the guy to, to really step up. Who's gonna flash in camp? Who's, Who's gonna make those plays? Who gets those reps? We got a we got a really young secondary right now. That's like I think, like I grabs. mentioned a couple of weeks ago, 
There's only two guys with interceptions right now. I think it's Ryan Smith and Vernon Hargraves. Really? That's it. As far as our secondary goes? Huh. As far as our cornerback's position goes. Yeah. I mean, we got a we got a heated battle at right guard, which is a, a situation where the offensive line, that's probably one of our bigger questions coming into the offseason. Um, at least that right side, yeah. Obviously, we had to, to lock down Donovan to kind of secure that anchor a little bit on, on, on the left side. Um, right guard, the camp uh, battle is between Earl Watford, uh, Watford and Alex Kappa. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Last year, your boy Beninat struggled. He's somebody who we hope with the uh, correct coaching and maybe some a little bit of uh, fundamental, you know, help. Can, yeah, can I don't know. He he might be he was too out there far gone. School, though. Though. He was out there against. Yeah, school. He, he's a he was a, he's a big boy. So I mean, if, if he can, it could be technique. Could be a technique. So wait, thing. he he's not even in the running for that right guard. He's going to be backing up uh, right tackle. Well, this, this is up for grabs. Right this now. is just on fan sided. This is okay. who they got. The the, the, the battle was between Watford and Kappa. I would love to see Kappa make that next step. I thought he kind of reminded me of a guy that Jason like drafted a couple years prior in Ali Marpet. They had you know the nastiness, the dog in them, that offensive lineman that you'd like to see. Uh, hopefully, uh, Kappa will come up with that job. I'd like to see him get the job. I, I would like to see Kappa. I mean, he's somebody who who they've been kind of high up on. There's been some, you know, talks about Kappa and want to see if he can make that transition in that step. Could be a guy. Some technique, some coaching, you know what I'm saying, and, and you know, a little bit of fine-tuning. He could be a guy who can end up being a beast. And I don't really think it's so much our pass protection that's the problem, too. We need some run blockers, you know what I'm saying? We gotta some be able greasy-ass to, dudes out yeah, there, man. we, we got to be able to get, you know what I'm saying, more, a running back with more than like a couple-yard average. We need to be able to get those Open like, up a couple gaps, yeah, we, we hold need, up a guy for a little if, bit. If you're running backs in a situation where they're averaging like four-ish yards per carry – then you're starting to do pretty solid. You know what I mean? Like I mean, well, I, I mean, we were at three point nine last year. Four, I'd say like four two. Yeah, four two. That's a up, good month. Up around there would be like I'd be happy with that. Yeah, four but two. We, we got to improve on what we did last year. And For sure. I don't know if it's so much the blocking because we saw a guy in Doug Martin run for fourteen hundred yards two plus seasons with I, I the same guys say, up be front. The running back. We have seen Peyton Barber average at you know in his couple years as a running back in the lower threes, so as far as yards per carry. So yeah. I tend to think that it might be the rookie last year in Ronald Jones who struggled to even make, get as many yards yeah, as his it. draft position. Yeah, uh, and and Peyton Barber than it is the line. Hopefully the coaching can develop Peyton Barber. Yeah, it's definitely one of Ronald our. Jones. It's definitely one of our weakest links on the offense. How many sacks definitely. did we have last year? We had thirty-eight sacks as a team. As a team, as what, a team. what was that rank in the NFL? I believe. Don't quote me because I don't have a pull up. I think it was around seventeenth, seventeenth to twentieth, or something That's like average. that. But we were like number three in passing yards or something, right? Pa- passing yards total, mm-hmm. I believe we were one overall. One overall, yeah. So they weren't leaning too much. We were twenty-ninth in the league in run. No, it's it's not the fact that we didn't lean on the run. This league is not about running the ball. Unless you got an all-star it's passing, guy, it's a passing a good... league. But don't get it twisted. You, you need, need to balance. run this yeah. ball. Yeah. Look at my fantasy football. Them runners on are on point. We ran the ball. Like as far as attempts go, we gave the ball to the running back to run the ball. They just did not come up with the yardage and touchdowns needed. I think it's scheme. We have Eddie chiming on the Facebook live. Shout out Eddie. He said OJ Howard did less blocking. This past year, Eddie, than, than the previous year, Eddie. Don't you know you're on the show? You don't have to text in. No, it's a different Eddie. But shout oh, okay, out. <laughs> it's, it's a different Eddie. Shout out to Eddie. We got Eddie and Eddie. Eddie, meet Eddie. How you guys hey, doing? What's up, boss? Um, oh, my dog, Eddie Aguilar, man. What's up, Holmes? A, a, another, another camp battle. Vernon Hargraves versus Davis versus Bunting <clears throat> versus Dean. This is the most interesting battle of them all, in my eyes. I mean, this is some. There's some young talent in those four names that you just named right there that are going to be battling. I mean, we lost Brent Grimes. Yep. We yep. lost Chris Conti out of the secondary. Hey, addition is that a loss? By subtraction. Is that a loss? Addition no. a by loss? subtraction. Chris Conti, <laughs> he was oh, horrible. Man. Listen, he when you got a gift made a, after you, you know you had a bad play. Unless unless you got like Adam Archuleta, which is like one of the only few white boys that's been able to hold it down in secondary. Listen, Jason Seahorn, you, 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 Jason Seahorn, yeah. you you were suspect. We was already suspect when we had a Caucasian as a safety. I mean, we had we had worked with John, John Lynch, Lynch before. Hey, but, savvy, 
there's definitely there's definitely more white safeties in the league than white cornerbacks. I've made this what argument Mark before. Kelso, please, please name me another cornerback that's been successful, or even another white cornerback besides Jason Seahorn. <sighs> not a safety, not John Lynch, not Eric Weddle, not your boy Hunter Harrison Smith. What about Minnesota. your boy from Rearview? What's his name? Didn't he play? No, he was a safety as well. Todd Johnson. Damn it, Todd Johnson. <laughs> Did he make the NFL though? Yeah, Todd Johnson. Right, okay, okay, you're right. You're right. The Gator, yeah, right? The Gator, right? He yeah. played for the Gators. Yeah, but he was a safety. Yeah. All right, so so maybe, we'll, we'll move along off this topic. Maybe you but do my theory, but we just—it was Chris Conte. He was just the worst white boy ever at safety. Oh, he was. No doubt about that. No argument. He was like the Sean Bradley of safety. Even though, <laughs> no, nah, listen, we, we're clowning on the dude. But if you actually look he at made his the NFL. stats. He he put up some sets. He tackles. He had some position deflections. Seventy percent like, of the day. He did his job, but he just got suspect <laughs> he sometimes. Gets, he gets stiff arm too. He does <laughs> too soon. He hey, does. when you watch some of them videos though, man, when they get beasted out there, and they get stiffed on. They make a lot of people look bad. Hey, Marshawn Lynch made a lot of people look bad. Julio yeah. Jones made a lot of people look bad. Yeah, but homeboy just made like Chris Conti look like a little child. Who was like, it? Psh. It was a tight oh, end. I forgot. God, it, it was I a forget. tight. I forgot who it was. But man, he just beasted the hell out oh. of us. Um. So, but but I do I do agree with you. I think the Hargraves Davis, uh, Bunting Dean uh, situation. I mean, there's four guys there. There's three positions open. Obviously, both outsides and the nickel. So that gift it was Vance McDonald of the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Steelers. Yes. A pretty a pretty solid tight end, by the way. I mean, I think it's a pretty solid gift. Not not that too. Uh, that as well. He it was a solid gift. In uh. Nethercamp battle, mm-hmm. which we already kind of hinted on. Basically, about. this whole whole goddamn team. Let's just be yeah, honest so here. The, the whole <laughs> this team. whole team is battling. Outside Bruce, of linebacker, Bruce is whipping the whip. Like he'll he'll get these guys in shape. This whole team is battling. But it was one you just touched on. We we're talking about the, yeah. the the right guard, Peyton Barber, Ronald Jones. Yep. I mean, who's going to be the guy to step up? Could quite possibly see a trade. We're going to talk about some rumors a little bit later. I mean, I'm sure everybody's been reading about Duke Johnson, yeah. somebody who I've wanted for the past couple of years. Um, and you call me a homer because I'm a Miami Hurricanes fan. Yeah. I, I think he's. I think he would benefit us though. Would you trade straight up in a trade? No picks, nothing. Ronald for Duke. Oh, I mean, oh that would never happen. It that wouldn't would never happen, happen though. though. Ronald Jones's draft stock is is below like this the that, the basement that, right now. Yeah, that's literally like what I trade. Like he's got to catch a couple balls and make a touchdown and like run a uh, uh, like a run more than ten yards. That's like, would you, I, what would about you trade Ronald the Jones bars like across a, the street for <laughs> Rihanna? Like yeah. of course, yes. no, no doubt. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, Ronald Jones has a lot to prove. Like I'm. I'm out of shape as hell, and I feel like in a in a whole season I could get more than passes I, I could get more than 43 yards for sure from the line of scrimmage. So I mean, and I haven't played. How many attempts? How many attempts did he have? It was something ridiculous. Like he averaged like one yard a carry. I bet you I get think. two and a half, dog. You definitely get two and a half out there for sure. You could lean forward and fall now, down. I'll get, get two, two and a half, maybe two point seven. <laughs> I put you down for two point seven, two point nine. If you really work out with them, boys. He had a horrible rookie campaign. Um, Peyton Barber, did, he did get like slightly over a thousand yards last year. Uh, he was close. I don't think he, he, don't think he, he got. He was a right under. It was like right yeah, around a thousand yards. Yeah, he, he was, was right around there though. Um, so I mean, we got something to build on. Question for you though. I like Peyton besides Barber. those two names right now. The guys that we have under contract, according to our lads, which is like a really good depth chart. Uh, the first guy I can't even. Start to uh, pronounce his name is, is it Tim Biakabatuka? Is it no? It's close though. Is <laughs> Dare Ogunbowale? Oh shit, he's Nigerian. Okay, and then you got <laughs> Bruce Anderson, Andre he's Ellington. Not. Any of those guys like Andre spark your Ellen- interest Andre at all? Ellington is probably that third, that third. You know, what I'm saying that third down guy was just hey, a man. Go out here for two years. Well, he's teaching think, somebody something. I feel like those three guys are like literally in jeopardy of not even making the fifty-three. Yeah, and then yeah. we did have Sean Anderson who got cut. Yeah, hmm. and then he got cut. He did get cut like uh, early yeah, in the week yeah, or last week or something week, like man. that. We didn't we didn't talk about it on last week's show. Did he didn't get any any plugs out there? Did he play at all? Uh, I don't know. He didn't even get on the training camp. He 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 might have been in some of the, the the OTAs or some of those little mini camps or whatever, but obviously he didn't do enough to really you know. You know that just jogged my memory. I've got a little nugget that might intrigue you guys. Maybe after the show, I'm not going to spoil it on air. But let's just say we might have a connect with a former Buccaneer. Former. 
Nice. Maybe for an interview. Nice. Some more offense or defense? Offense. Ooh. I'll say a former fullback not wearing the number 40. Okay. I see his eyes just as soon as that fullback, former fullback, his eyes just. Well, I, I have actually met said uh, running back. Who pushes Jeeps? Who pushes Jeeps? Well, it's not him. Let's just say this guy was a former Jet okay. and um, Buccaneer, and his his career ended shortly or pretty quickly because of a off the field thing, but huh. car yeah. accident. We can still talk about him, talk to yeah. him. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, something we kind of already touched on: defensive backs in the safety department. Mike Edwards, Kentrell Bryce, and Jordan Whitehead. Is another camp battle to be checking out. So I think I'm going to be. What about MJ Stewart? Talks are that he's going to be moving, maybe moving to safety. Didn't have the it's speed. so early, bro. Let me catch a preseason game. Well, he did. Well, it's not too early because well, he didn't have the speed last year. They got tape on him. Yeah, and he well, got burnt. Well, we're gonna we're got positioning, man. It's positioning. I think we are planning on hitting a couple training camps. Yes, sir. So that's something that you know, collectively as a group, we can go check out and get some videos and get some visuals of ourselves. As of right now, on the fan side, those are the only three, three people that they yeah. that they brought up. Obviously, uh, I think Justin uh, Evans is going to be you know a, a starter once he gets healthy and, and all that stuff. Um, been hearing a lot of great things about Mike Edwards in, in, in training camp. Yep. So far, uh, Kentrell Bryce is a free agent they brought in. Let's not forget about Jordan Whitehead, who yeah. last year started as a rookie and flashed Did pretty solid. Yep. You know, he had some, he had some some moments, and and that's one of the things. You know, as a rookie to really kind of, you know, at least make some some splashes. That's pretty impressive in the secondary because yep. you're, you're playing against, you know, arguably 32 of the best quarterbacks on the planet right now yep. because, you know, the, those are the 32 starters in the NFL. Um, so, I mean, for him to be able to do some things against, you know, certain quarterbacks and have some splashes, hey, we'll see what happens. Definitely looking forward to, to these camp battles. Looking forward to really kind of uh, – Going checking these guys out. New, I'm new, down to go. New scheme, new defense, new offense, new everything. So I, I definitely want to go check this out and see it first. It's like a whole new menu. I want to see the atmosphere that that Bruce yeah. Arians has at training is, camp. Man. What kind of what kind of training camp he holds? Is he more of a player's coach? He's going to whoop these kids' ass. You know, get them into shape. Like we'll yell at them, scream at them, curse at them. I think that's the more of the latter. I think that's what we're going to see. We'll, Toes on the line. We'll definitely find out in a in a different, in a more respectable way. We we are going to do a couple more stories, and I want to get into mm-hmm. some of our our things. I want to get into the the all time wide receivers list because obviously one of these things we're about to talk about is Adam Humphreys. But rumor has come out Gerald McCoy upset. In my opinion, even though this is a family show, he's being a bitch. He's that salty. is true, man. That is He's true. He's being a little bitch. He is man up and go play. He has boss. came out in, in multiple sources and basically stressed how he's upset that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers allowed Ndamukong Sue to rock his number ninety three. Well, Mister Gerald McCoy, and I hope you hear this coming from a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Yes, you have probably you were probably one of our best draft picks as of recent. You've made some Pro Bowls. You've done some things. But, kind sir, you went to a different team. You are not retired. And if you were really so worried about what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were doing, why didn't you restructure your contract to a situation where it was probably around the same amount of money that we're paying, Sue, because you know we needed to make some offseason moves and we or have that we're team getting paid right now. Yeah, you, you didn't want to be a team player. You didn't you know saying had you re, had you like been like all right I've had a a, a great career I'm going to retire and and freed up that cap okay maybe I can I can respect you know what if they didn't even want to give him like three million I, I don't I, think it was I necessarily doubt it, like I doubt that it, I doubt it I doubt it I think he legit got butt hurt and didn't want to about do some it. stuff behind closed doors and he didn't want to be a team player and now he's crying about the fact that Sue has number 93. Well, you are still an active player, my friend. You are not retired. Yep. You're going to rock your number somewhere else. 100% truth. 100% if, truth. If, you know what I'm saying? It, it, are, are you going to not rock 93 in Carolina if you have the if you have the option? I think you're going to wear it there. So if you can go to another team and wear that same number, why can we not give it out? That's right. That's right. Preach, baby. Preach. If you were retired, different story. 100%. And you know what? You still might be able to get it. 
Kasu could come in here and, and not show out, and you still ball out, and the Bucks will want to remember you because you were that good of a player. He's not even a ring of honor yet. Not yet. Is he getting number 93 with the Panthers? I, I so. don't know. You could probably look it up. Uh, I, that, I I, so. that I don't know 100%. But I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. It is a bitch move, though. It not, no, no, no offense, but it is I a mean, bitch move. It does, it does because you're still playing. You're still playing. Had he had he made some some you know some kind of restructure on his contract? Here's the difference between Gerald McCoy and the guys that did get that respect. We know them: Mike Allstott, Derek Brooks, Rondé Barber. All of those guys retired as Buccaneers. Played. Up until a certain point, retired, and then the Bucks did not use their jersey. Gerald left the Buccaneers. They, they, they were team left. players, though, yeah. too. Those three guys did not leave the Buccaneers. And, again, they were team players. You're right. Because I'm going to segue into, into our next situation real quick. Had he restructured his contract and did a team-friendly thing, I'm sure that, that you know with bonuses or some kind of way that he could have still gotten close to the amount of money. But it's not been so on the books, on the cap-wise. That's right. It could have been production. We might have been able to re-sign Adam Humphreys, who, you know, there's a story out there. I don't know if they necessarily regret it. Is, is Do you think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers regret letting Adam Humphreys? Not at the money that uh, he got. What did he get? Nine, ten million? Eleven million? He got million? something crazy. He got, I think, he got some I money. Think he got he's worth it, though. He's like worth 11. it. I think he's around ten mil. He's worth it, man. Mm. He's a great receiver. I don't know about great. I'd say a good slot receiver. I put him in, a, in right up there with Cole Beasley. I, I How many drop passes do you have? I don't know. I don't have that readily available. But yeah, I would say, you're just a beast. I'd say that I'd say that he was probably had a pretty good catch rate. High catch rate, man. He good slot receiver. Yeah, but at the same time, can you pay ten, eleven million dollars for an, another receiver that you have on your squad when you have? I mean, we're talking about two running backs that probably combined because Ronald Jones had such a crappy rookie season, don't even have a thousand yards rushing. You know what I'm saying? When we need offensive line, defensive line. Yeah, they so, had I mean, depth at receiver. I mean, yeah, depth at receiver. It was he. It was, it was a, a position that was a little expendable. You know what I mean? Um, I still know, think he's a good receiver. We, we needed to bring in, and I mean, I, I don't think that Brashard Perryman is a a bad. Like prize, you know, what I'm saying and free agency. Who's a better receiver? I would say Adam Humphreys is a better, yeah. better receiver, most better fit for our but, team. But Brashard Perriman also has some of the best playing time in his career in college, right up the road, up right up I four at UCF. So I mean, maybe coming back, change of scenery, being in a situation where he's not, he doesn't have to be the man. Brashard Perryman was not brought in to fill in Adam Humphrey's shoes. Not at all. That was the Sean Jackson to get over the top and deep. As far as uh, salaries go, um, Humphrey signed a $36 million deal. He's making $9 million a year. He's getting paid with the likes of John Brown, Marquise Lee, uh, Kenny Stills, Deshaun Jackson, Quincy Nunwa, uh Golden Tate's making a little more than he is. So Damn. I think he's around the appropriate amount. Yeah. I don't think they overspent for him. I just think he was a luxury we couldn't afford at the time with, yeah. with the the amount of extra stuff that we needed. Cole Beasley and Julian Edelman are making – Julian Edelman making 7.7 7 and Cole's making 7.2, where Adam's making, making 9. Plus, they said the rookie that they brought in is looking really good in the slot. So, I mean, yeah. you know, we got Brashad oh, Perriman. We got, we got Chris Godwin, who who's every year has gotten better, uh, who I think that the Bucks are, are really high on. So, I mean, you know, if, if Brashad Perriman, who's actually a, a guy who's going to come to practice, and, hey, why isn't Jameis Winston throwing it to me? Oh, I don't know, D-Jax, maybe because you don't show up to practice and let mm-hmm. him get in a little chemistry action going on. But, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I think this is he, is he going to be Alvin Harper or Joey Galloway as a free agent? I don't think he's going to be Joey Galloway. I don't think he's going to be Joey Galloway. I don't think it'll be Evan Harper because I don't think we're going to cut his I fingers off. I think he's going to be more along the bus that he, he was coming out of UCF, unfortunately. I, th- I mean, listen. I, I don't think he's going to quite fill what Deshaun did, uh, You know, even though Deshaun didn't have the, quite the rapport that we wanted him to have with Jameis. I think Perriman will get between six and 800 yards, five touchdowns. Five touchdowns? <laughs> so, okay, so That's say that again. Six, between, seven, six, eight hundred 800 yards and five touchdowns. Okay, give me a number, do an over-under. All right. Over under eight hundred yards. Under. Over under five touchdowns. Under. I think he'll get more than that. We'll see. I hope so too. I so mean, you're talking a quick Chris Godwin type season like he had last season. But but Chris Godwin's season wasn't nothing amazing though. 
Like it was just a, it was a solid it was a season. Solid season. It was a solid season, but you're still talking about Adam Humphries and D. Jackson. But it's saying? something that Bashad's never done, even come close to in his career. He can't stay on the field. He can't stay healthy. Because he's also been in a situation where he has to be an every down guy, and he has to, he had to be the man. Yeah, but he hasn't been able to because he hasn't been able to stay on the field because of his health. But the point, but that's the point. What I'm trying to get at with our two tight ends. He's not going to be used as much as he was in other places. You don't show up to work, baby. You don't get a bonus. Yeah. You got to show up to work. I mean, I think we're going to have two tight end sets. We're going to have Godwin. We're going to have Mike Evans. We're going to have the the rookie. I forgot his name. Who who's, They said has been looking good at slot. Like yeah, He's yeah, just yeah. going to be a guy. That's Scotty Miller. Gonna, yeah. Scotty Miller. He's going to be they a guy. Barber out there. He, he's going to be a guy that gets put in as needed, as, as, as almost like a decoy. Like He doesn't even have to actually even catch anything. So, I mean, you know. All right. Out of his 36 games, 37 possible games yeah, yeah. that Brashad could have played yes. in his three seasons as a pro. With what team? For the people listening Baltimore at home. for two seasons and Cleveland for a season. Who so was out quarterback? Of 37, it doesn't matter. It's not part of the question. Man, that's huge. Out of 37 possible games, how many games did Brashad play? 26. 19. Six. Six games. <laughs> The guy cannot stay on the field. Damn it. Whether he's going to be used a certain way. 39 games and he only plays six? 37 games. 37 he's only played play six. six games. Damn it, The dude's bro. played you six You got your salary, games. bro. He's had 59 receptions and 916 yards and five touchdowns. I'd be in the office sweeping and mopping. I, mean, I just feel bad Would you bad like to, to change check. your answer? Is that your final answer, good sir? We'll, we'll talk about this. <laughs> we'll talk about this before the season. I'll, I'll, hey. I'll, I'll, I'll retract my statement. Before that preseason game against the Cowboys, man, we'll, we'll, All right. we'll tighten that question All right. up. I'm gonna Maybe change. those hamstrings got reattached in the offseason. I'm going to change his name. Hey, man. It could be physical conditioning, coach. It could be. It could be, bro. Strength and training, coach. I'm going to change your name to Amarion because I just got served. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of wide receivers, since we're on this debate right now. Might as well. We have put together our – we picked six wide receivers for our all-time Bucks team. Doesn't necessarily mean that they had – the most yards for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Or the most touchdowns or the, touchdowns. Or the flashiest just, plays or the longevity. It was our six wide receivers exactly. that we thought that would make the best team for us. And who are those? Eddie. Eddie, let's count it down from six to one. So an honorable mention. Okay. Honorable mention. that He was the last guy to show up on our list, but he's a strong candidate. Like in his best year, you would have loved to have him on your team. He is Mr. Mike Williams. I thought he was going to say Mike Clayton. I was going to have to jump up. I like Mike Clayton, though, man. I like Mike Clayton. Clayton was good for a couple years. For one year. Mike Williams was Don't make me pull up the stats. I still got the soft serve machine open. (laughs) And we're not talking about about USF Mike Williams, right? No. No, we're not talking about him. We're talking about Syracuse Orangeman. It's a joke. joke. Who uh, Craig had some extra activities with in the club. In the club. You're, you're hanging on VIP? Yeah. Not kind of not that of. kind of activity. <laughs> we he wasn't facilitating him by any means. We weren't, we weren't in the champagne room. But we, yeah. We, we, were, we were judges at a competition, at a, mm-hmm. at a rap competition. So we, we was hanging out in the, in the judges area. Doing like, what like judges gentle, do. Like gentlemen. Yeah. yeah. Like gentlemen. Shout Always. out to Caveman. Shout out to Caveman. Mike Williams, man. He was a, he was a raw receiver. Yeah, he played uh, 2010 to 2013. Uh, a guy that... Who was his quarterback? If could have kept his Josh head Freeman? right, could have been yeah. Josh was one of his quarterbacks. A guy that if he would have kept his head right, probably could have had a better career. Two seasons of nine hundred plus yards. Was it because he was hanging out with High C in the champagne room? No, it wasn't no this is when he, I love that. This I love he was already playing for Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, it, facts. You ruined him, man. Uh, let's see here. He had uh, twenty five touchdowns as a Buccaneer and almost three thousand yards. Didn't put up necessarily. The hugest stats, but 25 touchdowns as a Buck did give him, I think it was sixth all-time as a Buccaneer, and his yardage was 10th all-time. So He was money, bro. He was money. He and was one of the more recognizable players solid, in our generation. Solid receiver, and he loved when you were at training camp and called him Caveman. That's right. That's right. Who's Twitter next handle. on the list? Number five. Number oh, five. This is a hard number five, man, because this is a five that the Buccaneers gave up a, a lot to get. All right. They okay. gave up a lot to get this guy in a trade. And did he get a, a Super Bowl with us? Yes. Number Keisha, 19? If we're, if we're talking about Keyshawn Number Baby 19. Johnson. Yes. Throw yes. me the ball. What, what was that book he wrote? Throw me the damn ball. Throw me the damn ball. Yeah. 
He had like a hundred. Then it was a Buccaneer, right? He had like a hundred receptions and no touchdown. No, like uh, you're kind of close. That one was uh, the 2001 season uh, during the Super Bowl. He had 180 targets, 106 receptions, 1266 yards, and one touchdown. One touchdown. Then he got late in the year. I think he came against Atlanta too. Yeah, it was late. It was late. It was late. Keyshawn uh, Johnson was raw, man. Yeah, I mean he played four years with us from 2000 to uh, 2003. Uh, definitely had better years with the Jets. Played the same amount of years, four seasons. Uh, had more yards. What did he get Super Bowl with though? He did get a Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. He, I mean, he was that piece that we brought in yeah. to put us over the top. Besides the Jets and Tampa Bay, can you name the other teams he's played for? I can name one team. Carolina Panthers. Uh, that was the one I thought you guys were going to have problems with. Oh, the Cowboys. There you go. Yep. That's right. He was a Cowboy. But definitely, uh, definitely a guy that put us over the top for that Super Bowl. Number Him four, and number four was one of my favorite receivers as a Buck. Man, I love watching this guy, and he played with two great receivers too. One is on our list, and the other one didn't make our list, but he was comeback player of the year. Okay, and that's that was Ajax. No, no, but the comeback player of the year, who was that? Um, that he played with. Yep. He was a Buccaneer. Mm-hmm. He was a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He was a wide receiver. He Antonio a... Bryant. Okay. okay. Yeah, he did have like twelve hundred yards or something like that. That Antonio season. Bryant was come NFL comeback player of the year when he was with the with the Bucks. That was when okay. Jeff and Garcia DJ, was throwing yeah, him the ball. Right, man. Beast mode. So was it Joyce? It was Vincent, right? Vincent Jackson. Yeah, Vincent Jackson, the guy we got from uh, San, San Diego, Diego. Mm-hmm. as a free yeah. agent, though. As a free agent, he was at the end of his career, but he gave us really great years. I mean, mm-hmm. twenty-eight years old. I wouldn't say end of his career. I mean, yeah, he, he had the he end has, of the career. Man. He had Be seven solid, He had seven solid seasons in uh, in uh, San Diego, and then came here, played five seasons with us. I think us. Tim Brown is like the oldest receiver of all time. Yeah, and then after that, maybe Vincent James. Vincent had, Joey Galloway. Vincent had three great seasons with us. In 2012, when he came here, he made a Pro Bowl. Well, the last one was like the injury injury year. Last two seasons, he didn't play too many games, yeah. But he had a 1,300-yard, 84 season, 1,224-yard season, and a 1,002-yard season, and eight, seven, and nine touchdowns. So, I mean, the guy put up some stats with us. Great player, Vincent Jackson. Number three on our list. And he's great with the military and still lives in Tampa and still does a lot of charity. That's a lot. He does, too. He does, too. Number three, Mr. Number 81. He's 81, right? Oh, are we Galloway. talking about Joey Galloway? Yeah, no, Joe. he is not. What number was he? 84. 84. Man, my bad, Joey. And what team did he play for before the Bucks? Uh, Dallas. He played for Dallas before us. Who else? He played for the Seahawks. He Seahawks. played for Dallas. Seahawks. He played and for, Dallas. He played for Dallas and then the Seahawks. What's the stats of Joey Galloway? Uh, Joey Galloway with the Buccaneers played five seasons. He had 3,900 yards and 28 touchdowns. Very solid. Very solid. Joey Hall of Galloway Famer, no. Yes. I think he will be eventually. Overall, 10,950 yards and 77 touchdowns. 77 touchdowns. Yeah. 10,000 yards, definitely. I say he's a guy on the fringe. What's who's next on the list there? Mark, the truth, not the AC, but Carrier. Not a guy that I really watched too much growing up. Mark Carrier, before our number one, you guys are he was the greatest – Buccaneer receiver. Yeah, he did start his career with the Bucks in 1987 and played six seasons. He accumulated 321 receptions, 5,018 yards, and 27 touchdowns. So, solid numbers. Yeah, not definitely Joey, solid not, not Joey Galloway numbers, but solid numbers. Definitely not next guy on our list numbers, number number one. Number Buccaneer one, the best receiver. receiver in the league right now. I mean, this is going to be on anybody's list. So, I mean, this is a fact. Change Mike. my mind. Mike Evans is the best receiver right now on the Buccaneers of all time. He, he's the best. In, he, he could be top three best in our era. Well, he's the first to have five straight seasons of 1,000 yards. He's going Beast. for six. Beast. Uh, he's got 40 touchdowns already in five seasons. So I mean, I think he's a guy, if he continues on this, this path, I mean, he could definitely be one that end up as one of the greats. He might end up yep. being a, a first ballot Hall of Famer. If he breaks his legs this year, does he still make the Hall of Fame? No. No. Really? With that, those graded numbers coming out the, the if, gate? If he puts up high C, if he puts up three to four more seasons like he's already put up and then starts to tail off, is he better than Michael Irvin? 
I'll have to check the stats. I don't know. Let's, Let's see. Yeah. We, we got to add all that up and everything else. That, all right, that, so that's the wide receivers, yeah. yeah. Next week, running backs, fullbacks, we'll munch them all together. Sounds good. Yeah. I like it. Okay. I just like talking about Mike Evans. He's a good receiver. Real quick question. Yeah. Do you think that Winston, Jameis Winston, will potentially be the MVP of the Buccaneers this year? I think in order for us to have the type of season that Eddie wants us to have, well, I want us to have too, but you actually think is Are you a hater, man? You don't even like the team. That's not true. Damn it. That's not true. We, I, I just think we all can agree that 2020 is more brighter than 2019. You know what I mean? Is Winston on our team if we don't have a good 2019? That's a good question. I think Jameis, uh, could he, does he have the potential to be the MVP? Yes. Will he be MVP this season? I don't know with our scheduling. Um, I think our offense is not going to struggle too much besides our run game. Is Winston so. on our team in 2020? I think it all depends on if he has a good it, season it, or not. Yeah, it, it depends on the season. It's way too early to tell. I mean, maybe, I'm a Winston guy. Maybe week eight, week nine, we can have the discussion. But as of right now, I mean, I, I, all things point to him. Yes, it, it is really going to depend on what his season is. We got to see if he can cut down on these turnovers. I, I think exactly how you said it. If he is the MVP, we have a great season. Wait, we need yeah. him to. We need him to be the, the MVP. No one else on our team will have the same amount of impact as an MVP as Winston. But we could also see Jameis have a phenomenal season, throw for a lot of yards, and our offense be number one, and our defense still be just as piss poor as it was last year. But they scored scored points. We didn't score points last year. We had a great offense, but their points sucked. I'd have to look that up. It it wasn't top five, top ten. They were struggling. We were 12 points. Yeah. 24.8. Doesn't matter, man. Doesn't matter if you throw up a thousand BBs a day. I think we were thirty second in giving up points, though. So when you're giving up thirty one, it don't balance out. It yeah. doesn't really balance out. Yeah, we need we need that number a little higher. Um, another thing in Buccaneers news today, before we get to you know some some walk the plank and uh, and all that good stuff, um, and we do have a question that Eddie wants to ask before we get into all that. We got who the Buck am I too? Oh yeah, and we got Eddie's who the got who's Buck am I and all his football cards. We yeah, got, buddy. We there is another rumor that's been kicking out there. Shh. Duke Johnson obviously has has come out publicly said that he doesn't care too much for the uh, the Cleveland Browns situation. He wants out. He wants to be in a place where he can be more of a. a there's a lot of drama over there. there. There's a lot of drama with him and your boy. Even Baker Mayfield's come out like get his ass. Out. Baker Mayfield and 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 nicer words pretty much said get his ass out of here if you don't yeah. want to be here. Yeah, right. basically you don't want to be here then get off the train cuz this train's moving in a positive direction yeah. and it's going to be going that way whether you're on it or not. Yeah, either either So stop being the distraction. Either either get on the train or go kick rocks. That's right. And uh you know Tampa Bay Buccaneers obviously we're we're trying to make something happen with the whole, you know, Gerald McCoy situation, maybe try to make a trade happen. Um didn't really work out. Then you know the the trade situation kind of died out, but they have openly stated they're interested. Obviously, they they did a situation with Mike Evans, restructured him. They got something up their sleeve. We yeah. don't know what it is yet. Probably the next week or so, we will heading into training camp. Probably heading into training camp. But Duke Johnson, with with his frustrations, I mean. John Dorsey, not telling you how to do your job over there in Cleveland, <laughs> but I mean, we we we've seen how much of a distraction the whole Antonio Brown situation turned into, uh, the Le'Veon Bell situation leading up to that, and you know, not like the Steelers. The Steelers kind of had, they didn't have the best season last year. They didn't have a horrible season, but there were a lot of distractions and other things going on that that probably had they not been going on, I think it would have been better for the team. Oh, oh, oh. All around, and sometimes, like you said, addition by subtraction. Yeah. You you subtract those headaches and move forward. You know, I, I look forward to the Steelers having a, a better situation, even though they lost two of what you would arguably say their best players. You know, John Connor has has filled in very nicely. He's a beast. Juju's a, a beast in the yep. making. So I, I think with you know the Duke Johnson situation, he's he, he went to school here in, in Miami. He likes Florida. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, he, he's had solid career so far with the Browns with what he's been given. I think more more than that, though, 
than to coming home is he wants an opportunity. He doesn't have that in Cleveland. And, I mean, you definitely have an opportunity have an to opportunity beat out our to, running backs. To shine here in Tampa for sure. I, I think this would be an ideal situation for him. I, yep. I would welcome him. Obviously, I'm not trying to I think give, he raw. I'm not trying to give up a first or second round pick. No. But we you know, if we can get it for like Ronald Johnson. Fourth, or Ronald fifth. Jones. We we're not trading. We're not him. trading Ron, Ronald Johnson. Get that out of your head. Yeah. That's not happening. We'll cut I him. I can't put that trade. out there. No. no. Keep Eddie away from, from Martin Luther King right now. He's <laughs> smoking he's smoking some crack. He tried he tried to trade him uh uh a, 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 a nobody. He tried to trade a Ford Pinto for a for a, for a Maserati. Well, watch happen. my boy show out this year, and then be like, "Oh man!" No, I'm not gonna say he's a Maserati. I'd say like a Pinto for like a, a Honda Accord. What if he was that first year car that I wasn't really tuned a up? Dependable. Right? A dependable. They brought car. him into the shop, tightened him up, and then he came out there and just rode out. What's the, hey, listen? Just stop. <laughs> just stop. <laughs> Collaborate and listen. <laughs> Eddie. Let's, let's get to your – I can't wait to see his buck that. Who the buck am I? Before we get into that, I'm, I'm going to run one last story, then we can do that, and then we can do the do the walk the plank. Yeah, yeah. Um, in your opinion, we'll start with you, Zach. Okay. What do you think the the biggest offseason play, move, however you want to describe it, what do you think the biggest offseason play has been for the Buccaneers so far? Um, well, I think it's going to go in the same direction all around the room here, and I think we can all agree that the coaching staff is the biggest move that we have made yeah. so far for this team. Other than that, uh, obviously freeing up some room, bringing, bringing Sue in to replace Coy, uh, McCoy. Um, the biggest move that is yet to be made is replacing uh, Jason Pierre-Paul and those 12 and a half sacks, in yeah. my opinion. That's going to be tough, and we'll, we'll figure out where we get it from. Who knows? Eddie, who do you think is, our is, is game time? Is game time? No. Who, no. Who, who, who do you think our, our biggest offseason play is? You guys called it. It was coaching. It was coaching. But yeah. I say honestly, it's the rookie. Devin I think, White. He, I think he's going to have the biggest impact over the next five years on our team. Okay. Okay. Not not more than your boy Mike Evans. Mike Evans already had his impact. I mean, he, so he's done the, now. The, no, no, no. The moon oh. looks like the moon. You can't reshape the moon. We know Mike Evans is what he is the okay. best receiver out there playing. Put him up. But there. you did Who, just say the biggest impact in the next five years for this team. So what's I'm just, the question say? The biggest offseason play. Okay, he's already here. He's been here. Yeah. He's been here, bro. What What have we changed on the team to really impact us going forward? Apart from coaching, because what else is going to change the whole team is coaching. Yeah, I think him. He is the key, man. If he can replace Quan Alexander and be even close to that and a little more, that's huge. Can I give a notable? Go ahead. Shaquille Barrett. Okay. I think he's going to surprise some people this year. I, I, Bring I, some pass rush. I have a little faith in him, and I agree with you 100%. I think it's the coaching. I think it's Ndamukong suit, and I think it's some of these. I, I think they brought in a stop play. Andre Ellington, I'm still a little I, – I, mm. I, I don't even think he's going to make the 53-man roster. I think that was like a favor uh, situation or something like that. But, I mean, I, I, I am kind of being impressed, especially, you know, the stuff that's coming out of training camp and OTAs and stuff about the rookies. And before we get into your who the buck am I, you brought up Mike Evans, who obviously isn't the biggest offseason, you know, and we know what we got in him. Yeah. In Madden, they, in give, Madden. they give out special abilities to, like, the elite players in the he game. Ooh, can I guess? Can I guess? Evans has been given three <laughs> abilities in Madden 20 due to his star power. Damn, I don't even and know. And five that. straight seasons of 1,000 yards. What do you think these abilities are called, then, if you Sticky want to Sticky hands? Nope. Um, Beast mode move. I don't know. So they're they're obviously like attributes type. No, I'm going to give them to you because we we got okay. we're getting we're, yeah we're getting yeah, a little late in the show. On. So go ahead and give it to us. The three abilities are called double me. Okay. And double me will give Evans the ability to outmuscle defenders at the catch point mm-hmm. and increase his ability to make contested catches and single coverage. I like it. Um, players in the upcoming Madden will have access to these special powers once they enter what is called the zone in order for Evans to gain access to the double me ability. He must make multiple 20 plus yard catches. He can lose the ability if he misses a catch as well. Hmm. Interesting. The other two abilities are just naturally ones that you don't have to earn them. They're just there. It's called streak specialist specialist mm-hmm. because, you know, he runs the streak really well and curl specialist because that's one of his, you know, yep. really good routes he's good at. So if you run the curl, you run the streak with Mike Evans, it, it's going to be probably a, a More sure, successful. Uh, yeah, sure fire catch. 
So that, that that's what I thought. And he's actually the only Tampa Bay Buccaneer on the list with an ability. With an ability. What? Even like the streak thing in the in the in the hook thing. He is the only Tampa Bay Buccaneer with the special abilities. Each team has an ability. I it doesn't has, tell me all that. only on one article. Hmm. It's just about Mike Evans. But here's my question. The special ability, that first one would be the special, right? The other one would just be like other stuff, right? They're all like special. No, the they're double all team. Special oh, they all are. Okay. So just the first one you had to work up the to. The one you got to work up to. Gotcha. The other two are just naturally. Like any other receiver that you use in the game gotcha. outside of Mike Evans isn't going to have the streak of the curve. Hey, I think these are good questions. Hey, he's I like playing like Bo Jackson yet. on Tetmo Ball. You know yeah. you're going to get that touchdown. All right, let's get into you. Who the buck am I? You sure? Yeah, really? let's do it. Can you handle this? Yeah, I'm going to whoop the yeah. shit so out we, of it. We did the who like the buck am I because that's just our favorite thing. And I thought I'd be different and just bring in some of my football cards. Oh, uh, you just want to show off your collection. A little bit. Just because it's nice to go through, man. Yeah, I know. But I already knew Reminisce. my players. Yeah, I already knew my players. So we're going to talk about this charismatic and confident player. Okay. He has the making of an impact player. Number one pick overall in the 1996 draft. You son of a bitch. When you say charismatic, I, I knew like right off the back, like that's who you're talking about. Then you said first overall pick. All right. You better here. be writing down my score. That's one nothing. So here is. I don't keep my own score. I got you there. You got a bonus for me? Yeah, I got Big you a bonus. What year was he born? 1969. Steal? I'm going to say... Closest point gets it. 76. Damn, you got it, man. 72. 2 nothing. All right. Next on the list. For the Super Steal. I would not. Never mind. We already talked about it. Super Steal. The teams that he played for. (laughs) All righty. That would have been easy. I would have had that in a heartbeat. So our, our next guy coming up... He's already right there. I think he's still got to find him. Nah, I got him. So Look at all the he, sticky notes he's got all of Shut up, man. Don't worry about me. At a height of 6'4", weighing a solid 214 pounds, this player real has been. came nope, from the University of South California. Southern uh, Cal? Yeah. Southern Cal. USC for Mike everyone else. Nope. So... He started out the in other 1995. Mike? Okay. Playing for the Jaguars. Um, Kevin Carter. Carter. Nope. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't even get it out. <laughs> he showed up after the Jaguars and played for your Buffalo Bills. Okay. And and he was from the University of Southern California. Are you yes, sure you're sir. not getting this confused with Keyshawn? No, not at all, Still sir. reading the back of the Keyshawn card. Nope. Fourth round draft pick. Okay. 1995. 95. You're going to have to give us a position or something. I'll give you his number. He was number 11. Number 11. It's not Chris Sims because he didn't nope. play for them. Nope. He played, he played for Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, he played for Texas. He played with, with John Gruden. He played. Tim Joe Jervicious. Nope. Number 11. Tim think, Brown. No. Think of number 11. I am. I'm just not. Quarterback. Quarterback, Think Carson Palmer, Josh Johnson, no, uh, Carson didn't even play for us. Sean Key, no, he too played Tulane. Brad Johnson, his last name started with a J. Joe Johnson, no, Josh Johnson, no. Uh, Think about it, man. He played for the Jaguars in Buffalo. Yeah, I'm drawing a blanket. Oh, I got you guys. Well, you got any more clues? Give uh, not Brad Johnson. Give us a uh, case J. He oh, is, Doug Johnson. No, not Doug. Uh, uh, Rob Johnson. Rob Johnson. No, nah, I remember. I was going to say, say West Coast offense What do you say close with the Johnson? All right. you, you got a bonus question for Rob Johnson? No, we don't get no bonus questions because we just gave up all his info. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, man. That was it. Oh, okay, I'll give you a bonus question. This player right here, just because if you can guess this guy, and you guys will never guess this guy. I'll give you this one. What college did the offensive lineman Randy Grimes play for? <laughs> I know he's one of our better offensive linemen in Tampa Buccaneer history. Yeah. I'll give um, you a hint. He yeah, was from please. Texas. I was going to say University of Texas. Nope. Baylor. Ah, oh. on the board, Mr. High C. 
I was gonna say TCU next. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one of them gotta be right. All right, you ready for this one? Here's a great one right here. You play for the University of Miami. Nate Webster. Nope. Warren Sapp. He was Vinny Testaverde. He's just naming all these bucks now. Horace Me? Copeland. Horace Copeland. Man, you did that earlier in the year. <laughs> did you did. I did. Yes, I did. Hey. Or oh, Craig did. Okay. That's all right, man. We could do multiple players because you, can. you have different You're clues. Right. Are you really going to remember every single clue? No. no. All right, then. <laughs> I just started naming off all the Miami players I knew we had. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. I use it to my advantage. Did you give Craig a point? Yeah, he, he got two points. Two points. Two to what, three? Two to three. Two to three, bro. All right. I ain't going to lose this week. I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> I got no faith in myself. So this great player... Simeon Rice. At a height of 6'5", 265 pounds average. Was born on February 3rd, 1970. He was a first-round, sixth-overall pick. Gaines Adams. In the 1993 draft. Chidi Hanatu. No. He played for the alma mater of the Elephants. Ooh. Was it Mar- Alabama? Was it Marcus? Okay, no. played for Alabama. He had a total of twenty-two and a half sacks. Davin Joseph? Oh no, no. no. nineteen ninety-three. He's protecting those sacks. Number seventy-five. Chidi Hot too was seventy-five, wasn't he? Think, think about the defensive lineman before Chidi and before Brad Culpepper. Oh shit! I don't remember. Jorge Diaz. No. He's an offensive lineman. Initials <laughs> are. I need to close my computer. He has the same initials you need to as close me. Close your computer too. Uh, and yours are EC. EC. Eric Curry. Damn it! You got it. Eric Curry. Eric Curry was a great player, He's man. You got to spell it out for me. I knew the name. So we have that one's gone. That one's gone. That one's gone. That one's gone. One more. On oh look at that next one over. This player's strengths were his blazing speed and outstanding catching ability. Joe Galloway. Able to make the Jack big play. Green. Solid downfield moves after the catch. Keenan McCardell. Very, very dangerous over the middle. Deshaun Jackson. Not Dexter easily. Jackson. Dis- not easily intimidated. Williams. Nope. And he doubles Joe, as a Joe kick returner. We talked about him today. He didn't make the list. Michael Spurlock. He didn't make the list. Uh, Michael Clayton. Dexter Jackson. He was the second round draft pick in 1992. Oh. Had a very productive college career, finishing second. Kevin Hines. Andre Mark Carrier. He led Michigan State's all time list with 138 receptions for two. 1,210 yards and 12 touchdowns. Clayton. <clears throat> no, he went to nope. Louisiana State. Uh, give us some initials here. In 1993, he took over as the Buccaneers' top receiver with 62 catches and ranked 10th in the NFC with 993 yards. We talked about him. Horace Copeland. No. <laughs> Courtney Hawkins. Courtney Hawkins. Hey. Damn it. I don't even remember talking about that dude. I do. I know Courtney Watson. That was, a, <laughs> that was a slaughter as always. It's not that bad. Not that bad. All right. You got Are another you, one or something? Yeah, here's your bonus question. Okay. Dallas Cowboys. Nope. In 1993, this guy became the once and future Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback. Steve and Young. bearing injuries, he will maintain that role in 94. Steve Young. He Tessa completed Verde. 233. Craig Erickson. Bam. You just starting throwing stuff. Okay, I got one for you. Well, one I mean, more, when you more, say more. quarterback. Listen, he already won. All right, we're going to. Yeah, he doesn't need to be yeah. his face shoved in the mud even more, okay? It's he, a, he's, oh. got a, he's got a butt kicking. That was fun, though. It was fun. It was fun kicking because they give you again. different stats on there. Like, I'm gonna right. like, fuck around and like do like the all time long snappers and fuck all you guys. <laughs> up. I mean, none of y'all get no damn points. I mean, it's not like he mentioned like obscured players. 
He did have some earlier '90s players. I but. had, I really had one that's different that I wrote out today at work when I came back from lunch. But I thought about it. I'm like, I thought it would be more fun to like go over the cards and like oh, talk yeah. about the stats on the back. So I got y'all on the next one because I bet you none of you guys are gonna pick that list. All right, all right. It's a different list. Speaking of lists, I got a little list for a couple of you guys here. Uh, walk the plank, fire the cannons for this week. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a theme this week, and we're kind of looking back at 2018 a little bit. Go ahead. Shout out to Lee. He's tuning in. Not a huge football fan, but he's tuning in to show love. So your boy Lee Good. Shout out to him. Thank Appreciate you, Lee. Appreciate you, Lee. Um, basically going to look back at 2018 a little bit and how the Bucks were and see how they're going to fare here in 2019. Okay. So the first one, in 2018, the Bucks had a turnover ratio of negative – 18. Hmm. Bucks will be in the positive this year for turnover turnover ratio. That means zero or better. Hmm. Meaning they're gonna obviously I'll, I'll start take the ball away the ball more. more. I'll start this one off. Um, I think the turnover ratio thing uh, obviously has a lot to do with the defense um, and the offense as well. Offense, offense as well, but I mean, I'm just saying negative 18 is really deep. I think if we take care of the ball better as an offense, it'll go up. I don't know if we'll necessarily make those corrections. Like I don't know if the offensive corrections are gonna, you know, suffice our defense getting better. Yeah, which is a, a huge part of this. Um, James can catch, you know, can take care of the ball, make less interceptions. We can, you know, take care of the ball better as you know receivers and stuff, and and, and running backs not fumble, so we can do things like that. But is the defense going to be able to get us sacks? Are they going to be able to create fumbles? That's Are they going to be man. able to do interceptions? I'm not sure. If, I mean, you're talking about basically a difference of at least 19 or better. Mm-hmm. I I, I'm going gonna, gonna to walk the plank on this one. I'll say we'll get better. Yeah. Because negative 18 is horrible. got to get better, man. Will we be negative 10 or better? I think it'll be better than negative I th- 10. I still think so. I'll put I, it at that. I'll put it at negative paper, 10 or better. On paper, Winston's be not that bad off. On, on interceptions, Winston's not that far off the leading quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the averages, it's only like by point four. It's I, also I, his fumbling, though. I think we'll be That's around negative five. That's also his problem. Uh, I'm going to say with the improvements on so offense. So negative, man. Why you got to be so negative? I'm a realist. <laughs> um, with the improvements on offense that Bruce is going to uh, bring in, the improvements on defense that Todd Bowles will bring in, though it's going to be a drastic improvement, it's not going to be 18 yeah. or better. Uh, I'm going to say that they will still be in the negative. I still think the ball is – that Jameis is still going to continue to give the ball away. Um, and the defense might turn the ball over a little bit more. A little. Better than 10? To my next question, 2018, Bucks had nine interceptions. Do they have more than 10 this season? I mean, I think so. I think so. I think so as well. I don't think, think it's a drastic impact. I, I mean, nine's not really that many, anyways. Nine's rushing is going to be better. Because I think overall, now the 12 the JPP had was way by far. I think it's going to be equal balance. There's going to be better stat or sack numbers overall on the line. And that's going to cause disruption. You to think it'll be more picks. spread out, not yes. just one person. Okay. So there was 100%. one person on our team with four interceptions. The rest of the guys, the rest of the five guys only had one. Can you name that person with four last year? Was it Justin Evans? It was not. Hargraves? It was not. He had one interception in his whole career. It was what? Andrew Adams, the Adams. safety. Okay. I'll never guess that. Yep. <clears throat> okay. What number is he? I'm not quite sure. Um, 2018. Bucks missed seven kicks. They were 20 for 27. With the additions of Matt Gay... Cairo Santos is cut. Will they have more than seven missed kicks? Now, was this extra points or was this field goals only? Field goals only. Obviously, we know that we also struggle with extra points as well. But so is the whole league since they've changed the rules. The whole league has struggled. I'm be optimistic and say better. Okay. I think we'll be- be better than seven misses. Okay. That's kind of a lot, honestly. It is a, it is a lot to miss. Uh, this is a lot of pressure on another rookie that's coming in here, even though he does have a strong – Strong leg kind of reminds me of Sebastian. I mean, Jankowski. wasn't Aguayo like the best kicker in the history of most the NCAA? Accurate, most right. accurate, but didn't have a leg for shit. You said we were 20 for 27 on field goals? Yeah. 20 for yeah, 27. That's not, that's not good at all. No. 
That's not even a lot of. That's not even a high amount of field goals, neither. No, this kid's the opposite, though. Big kid, six three, I think, two hundred thirty pounds, something like that. Huge leg, can kick it Janikowski like a hundred yards. Dude. Exactly. Yeah, he's a big, he's but a will big he boy. be accurate? I'm not quite sure. I'm gonna have to say uh, that we get that corrected, and we're gonna have less than seven kicks missed. Okay, Buccaneers had six thousand six hundred and forty-eight total offensive yards last season. More offensive yards. We know what type of historical season we did have as the Buccaneers. We no, had our best offense. I don't, I don't, I don't season. think we get it again like that. I think it's more balanced. Hmm. I'm going to say that we're going to be fire the cannons on this one. I'm going to fire the cannons as well. I, I think with the uh, with the running game, maybe it has to take an improvement. It has to get better, right? Well, they had a Bruce lot Aarons. of big plays. I think they're going to be more balanced and have more points than yardage this year. Okay. I think the points will be up, but the yardage will go down. Okay. Buccaneers in 2018 had 1,523 rushing yards. As a team. As a team. How, How much? 1,523. Jesus. I think Connor got that in like the first six games. <laughs> Bucks have more rushing yards this season. Oh, yeah. Got to. Same guys. I don't care, We didn't bro. get better. If you can't get more than, 50, more than 1,600 as a team. That's a 3.9 average for team. Bro, you were going to yeah, play somewhere there, there's, else. There's running backs that have that or better. Yeah, well, all pros, yeah. I think we're definitely going to get better. I'm at the uh, the candles on that one. All right, last uh, but definitely not least, walk the plank, fire the cannons. Is Gerald McCoy being a bitch? Yes. We already talked about that, man, 100%. I know. know. Bro, you're still playing, man. Shut up and play. Right. If you that hurt, prove him wrong. Did you hear that he uh, brought in, like, snow cone machine or something like that at camp for all all the players? I mean, he could be a good dude. It's hot. If it was me and my guys, I'd get him Coronas. But, you know, <laughs> Coach might not like that. So we'll show him a snow if cone I was, If I was on Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. Some more chattas? I'd hotter, I'd hotter my boy John have him bring up that cone of ice. You, you would have yeah. the most out-of-shape players in the world. you have ah, a bunch of Jorge man. Diaz-looking motherfuckers. You ever seen them immigrants <laughs> out there doing construction? They ain't out of shape, man. That's what they do. They stay hydrated. With some yeah. With Dos Equis. Yeah. It's a salt, right? Keeps it keeps you hydrated. It actually does, man. It's the chromium. It's the chromium that helps out with the water retention. Is that where they get the crow and crow? Uh... Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Corona. Yeah. <laughs> Liquid lunch. Sounds about right. Well, I think that's it. That'll about right. do it, right? Shout out to our boy Tim, Carefree Pest and Termite Solutions. Tim Give him a call. 941-556-9019. Tell him Tom Brady sucks. I was going to say eat dicks, but... Tell them, yeah, tell them Tom Brady eats dicks for breakfast every day. You might get a little discount. Tell me your boys from Buck That Podcast sent you. Um, he will not correct your baby mama or baby daddy issues, but most other pests he can handle. Roaches, rats, termites, all that good stuff. Rabonia mosquitoes. Rabonia mosquitoes. German cockroaches. Bed bugs. Bed bugs. Lice. Yeah. He, crabs. I don't know. You might, no, you gotta have to see your doctor. You might, you might go to see Dickie Hauser for that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> spray the bed. But this has been another edition of Buck That Podcast. We will catch you guys next week, and maybe Tim's gonna be joining us soon. We'll let you know. From my boy Zach, from my boy Eddie, I'm your boy High C. Peace out. <laughs>